This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Friday, December the 16th. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. And Matt, uh, here going into today's session, we saw beans uh, rebound just a little bit before the overnight close. What's going on today? Well, you know, this bean market this week, you know, it really, in all honesty, well, there hasn't been a whole lot of movement from the start of the week. And so, uh, yeah, you've, you've had a lot of movement in the midst of things. It's just that uh, in the grand scheme, I mean, last week's settle was 1483 and three quarters. And as you and I speak uh, with the, uh, uh, the pause, we were about nine cents below that. So, you know, you've seen, uh, you know, a run uh, up to almost $15. And then, of course, you've seen, uh, you know, a drop down uh, to that 1460 level. So, you know, you've had a little bit of everything, but the grand total really isn't uh, going to be a huge move. Maybe a, maybe a weekly close lower, but at the same time, these are still awful, awful lofty levels. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Argentina, you know, has caught a little bit of rain in some place, but for the most part, it's awfully dry still. It's just that the forecast continue to try to throw rain in that forecast. So uh, it's going to be dependent upon uh, if one of these finally verify. If it does, I think you probably look at a little bit lower markets maybe next week. I was going to ask going into that Christmas holiday, I mean, barring rain in Argentina or some major, uh, you know, geopolitical situation. I mean, do we kind of see things coasting or is there still enough volatility that it could be question marks even heading into the end of the year? You know, the thing is, volatility usually really fades off just a little bit whenever you uh, get into this time of year. As you know, a lot of these guys and gals decide that uh, they're done for the year, and so, you know, the volume kind of pulls back. Now, volume pulling back doesn't mean you can't see big moves. Sometimes you can see a crazy move uh, with lower volume, but uh, I think moving in next week and the following week, you know, we've quantified a lot of different factors uh, for the time being on uh, what USDA sees for demand, uh, but I think there's a lot of folks that are nervous about that January report. Uh, could they raise production on corn? Absolutely. Could they lower demand? Yes, they could do that as well. And so uh, you're also going to get uh, the quarterly stocks report, ending stocks, if you will, uh, for the calendar year. You know, it's going to be a very interesting set of numbers that's going to come our way. And, um, and so I, I think that uh, moving ahead, you're probably going to see sideways markets with a real heavy focus on South American weather. Now, moving over to the livestock side of things, obviously, you know, consumer price indexes and, and the general economy plays more into that. I mean, or at least from our standpoint of being consumers. I mean, what are we seeing heading to the end of this year or through the holiday season? Yeah, uh, so basically with with this livestock market, I mean, the thing is, um, you know, whenever it comes to fat cattle, I mean, you're seeing some awfully good cash trade in places, 155 or better, you know, and so uh, there's still a very strong demand out there. Packer margins aren't the greatest, but at the same time, they've had their day in the sun. Uh, and the bottom line is the consumer still pushing for some of this uh, uh, product for sure. And so as long as your equities markets don't fall apart, I think you're going to see just really strong markets as far as fats are concerned. I mean, for instance, Dustin, you look out there on feeders out to next August and September, you're talking $200 cattle. So, you know, there's a lot of folks right now that are very well aware that this uh, situation from a fundamental standpoint is tight. It's going to remain tight for some time to come. You just don't build a cattle herd overnight. It's going to take a couple, three years to get our numbers improved substantially. And in the meantime, if you see the consumer still wanting to buy beef, uh, you're going to see awfully strong uh, fat cattle prices and beef prices and, uh, you know, uh, box beef prices, you name it, uh, steak at the uh, restaurants, not going to be cheap, uh, but people still seem to be buying it. 
you know, and with those prices, you know, being what they are in the cattle complex as a whole, I mean, let's say I'm a, a feeder, a feedlot feeder that's looking for trying to get prices locked in for, for next year's, you know, herd. I mean, what kind of things do I need to be aware of with, with prices being where they're at? You know, it's a tough go right now as far as the feeder is concerned. Uh, so buying uh, you know, feeders out there in the in the real world, uh, it's hard to do. It's hard to get them bought. It's hard to get them bought cheap. Uh, they're certainly quite expensive. And, you know, I've been telling uh, everyone that I talk to, I'd hold on to every cow, uh, cow-calf, you name it, and everything on the place for the time being because uh, how good a property they're going to be. But, you know, one thing you got to be very cognizant of if you're a feeder uh, is what feed prices are. And so right now, of course, we've got uh, some of the cheaper feed costs that we've seen in a while now. I wouldn't call 650 corn cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, whenever you see a, a move below 650, I do feel like there's been a fair amount of uh, buying that has surfaced. So I think the one thing you got to do is you got to be really careful uh, about anytime you see a big dip in these markets, at least maybe uh, stepping in and locking some of your feed costs in. Uh, so those things don't get too far uh, too far away from you what about on the hog side of things i mean they've been having a rough go i mean they've had a few positive days but for the most part they're still not uh, still kind of taking it on the chin well, I'll tell you what, Dustin, you look at the hog chart and uh, we we'll talk about a crazy chart. I mean, uh, you know, this market uh, will just ramp up and then it'll ramp down. And, you know, it's just uh, it's really taken it on the chin over the last 10 trading sessions or go. You know, you look, uh, oh, just back to uh, the 5th of December, we went up to 91.90, you know, and then today, as you and I talk, we're, we're looking at uh, $81 hogs. And so, you know, yes, I mean, the thing is, is what you need is you need a really strong, steady dose of export uh, uh, demand. Uh, the thing is with hogs, of course, is, uh, you know, your your cost for uh, soybean meal has been awfully strong. Yes, you've seen a couple of dips in here, but then uh, we're trying to ramp back up a little bit. Uh, it's not cheap feeding these hogs, but at the same time, I've got to think most people feeding hogs and selling for $80 plus you know, are going to be in a pretty good position. And so, you know, I'm pretty, uh, pretty uh, strong on protein overall. I would say I'm probably a little more bullish cattle than what I am hogs, but at the same time, I don't really expect cow- or, uh, hogs to get uh, beat up too much from uh, the kind of killing that they've taken here lately. If you do get down into that level, oh, uh, you've got pretty strong support in that $76.5 level. Uh, if you would get all the way down there, I think that you're going to see a lot of buying surface. I'm just not sure you're going to get that low yet. All right, Matt. Well, if folks are looking at some market strategy ideas, how do they get in touch with agmarket.net? Yeah, it's just that, agmarket.net. Go there online or uh, agmarket.app on your mobile device. Uh, you can get our research and uh, you know our contact info and then all the technology that we provide to try to help producers be able to maximize our ROI. All right, Matt. Well, we thank you so much for the insight, and we'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely, bud. Have a great weekend. That again was Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Let's run down the markets for you. March corn unchanged at 653 and a half, made up a quarter at 654 even. December 23 new crop down three quarters at 597 and a quarter. January beans up three and three quarters at 1477 and a quarter. March up three and three quarters at 1480 and a half. November 23 down two at 1386 and a quarter. Soy meal for March up nine dollars at 461.50. Soy oil down 85 cents at 6213. Chicago Chicago wheat for May is up one and three quarters at seven sixty seven and three quarters. Minneapolis up three quarters at nine fourteen and three quarters. Kansas wheat down two and a quarter at eight fifty and a half. Oats unchanged at three forty even. 
February live cattle up 17 cents at 155.02. January feeders up 32 cents at 183.37. Lean hogs up 70 cents at 82.35. December pork cutouts down 48 cents at 87.22. Class 3 milk unchanged at 20.54. Thanks again to Matt Bennett of agmarket.net for joining us on the opening market podcast. Here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, I'm Dustin Huffman.